Welcome back, Rebels, to another episode of Creative Thinking, where normally we answer your questions, but today is going to be a little bit different, a little bit of audience participation, <laughs> and I think it's going to be fun. I am joined, as always, by the excellent Yona Thomas. We are edging towards the end of lockdown, which is yeah. an interesting, interesting experience. Business is going to change, isn't it? And I think just the normality of the Zoom call now, whereas it, it, I mean, Skype has been around for how many years? Mm. And you would never go, you would never go, oh, I've got a, a client that wants to talk to me and it's going to be much quicker on Skype, but I'm going to have to go for a meeting. Now it's like, if you suggest a Zoom call to someone, it's just going to be, okay, cool. Because we, we're, we've done that now. We're, yeah. we're familiar with it. Yeah. That will save a lot of time, a lot of time. Because, I mean, meetings is such a burner in our business, isn't it? When we first started, it was, can you come and look at the wall? And we'd, we'd always go, wouldn't we? Because if we sort of felt bad, like if we say no, then they might not. Can you just send us a picture of the wall? <laughs> yeah, most walls, uh, it's, you're not going to show me anything I haven't seen before. We developed that bravery of going, oh, if you can just send us a photo. And that was a time-saving thing. And just doing Zoom calls and stuff is going to be a further way to just like make sure everything's more streamlined. So do you think that we will permanently take things out of this experience and they will become an ingrained part of our of our new way of working? I think Zoom is part of the culture now. Yeah. I think that if you've got an an event or uh, also I think yeah online events. I I think that we'll be doing as part of our business I think we'll be doing speaking gigs to international companies or audiences yeah. that we can't be in the same room as I think I think just that one piece of technology alone I think working from home is so many companies have proved that it can happen a lot of freelancers have proved that it can happen I'm sure that a lot of people are missing the camaraderie of being around a team and stuff but just having that familiarity because we were all thrown into it we we're all forced into this situation and we and we all did it and, and it was fine and and the world didn't fall apart yeah I think that I mean there are a lot of things that we've learned during lockdown for example that camaraderie that things that, that we've missed that we will change our behavior because of in future as well um so it's it's not just going to be what have we learned to do differently that we're going to carry on doing it's what have we missed and therefore we'll make more kind of priorities in the future and I, I hope that we really have learned learned things it feels like we've learned things and I hope that we remember that going forward, all the things that we now think are super important. Like for me, it's, you know, spending a core part of my day being creative as opposed to all of the admin and the the other stuff that goes with the business side of it. I've, I've really learned to kind of focus in on a period of my day being my creative practice again, which I haven't done for years, which is really, really lovely. Um, and I've really learned to appreciate our team and the culture that we have between us um, and how important and special it is and how hard it's been to kind of keep that going through lockdown, but how how worth it, it is. So I really hope that when we come out of this, we definitely remember these things. Yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Um, you told me that really interesting thing about writing a letter. Oh, yeah. I heard it on Radio 4 the other day about um, people writing a letter to themselves, a letter from lockdown that is to be read in a, a year's time. So a year from now, you'll read this letter. I just thought it was a really, really lovely idea because like, I, I feel like I've spent a lot of time um, contemplating things that are important to me over lockdown. And I really want to remember that at the end of lockdown. So what what kind of things go in there? Like what you've learned from having this time or, or is it like like stuff that you miss specifically 
because you couldn't have it because lockdown you couldn't see people i think it's given a lot a lot of people a lot of time to reflect on what's important to them um because we might be busier than normal we might have kids at home we might be trying to juggle jobs and and homeschooling but at the same time that does make you think very differently so through one reason or another be it because you have more time or less time it does it has made a lot of people focus on what's important the the lessons that we've learned now it would be quite easy to just fall back into the swing of things and forget those things and forget that we 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 really wanted to shift our focus onto what was important to us. So I think if we if we were to put that into a letter, you know, just remember that you decided that this was important to you, and that, to have a reminder of that in a year's time and to see if if we have or haven't stuck to that would be really interesting. Definitely. I mean, our Adam was sharing the analytics of the podcast with me the other day and our listenership over this time period has gone up quite like quite significantly like we've got a lot of new listeners and I would imagine that that is probably because a lot of people are a discovering their creativity or b discovering that they're not happy where they are currently mm, yeah um, and so I guess this has been a great time for a lot of people to to reflect and and sort of see whether they are sort of in in the right space so do like let us know if you do decide to do the letter thing um because yeah because yeah, it might be a, an interesting exercise to do um i'm gonna i'm gonna have a crack at it speaking of writing to ourselves <laughs> we um reached out to everyone on instagram this week at rebels create and asked you guys to let us know what advice you would give to your younger self um, because it's something we ask a lot of guests on the podcast um, it's kind of it's one of those go-to questions because I think you always get really good insight from someone when you say to them like what would you because in in knowing what they'd say going back it, it kind of reveals the things that they feel like haven't maybe been perfect for them throughout their life or mm. things that they wish that they'd done differently so I, I do think it's always an interesting question. And I was amazed at like the deluge of responses we got back. Yeah. We got so many. So And the variety and the common themes as well. Yeah, yeah. A lot of common themes, but then then just like, Massive go, like yeah, going all over the place with it. So um so we're gonna read a a few of these out and just sort of give our our takes on these and hopefully there'll be some sort of interesting um stuff that comes from it. So our first one is from Caitlin Chapman Studio, and she says, live and create to impress yourself, not your parents or anyone else. With me and Adam, when we've been doing our, when we did our university tour before lockdown, a lot of students were coming up to us at the end. I, I mean, I say a lot, like I probably, we did maybe six different universities and I would say we probably got approached four times with the same thing, which was, I'm I'm doing a course that my parents want me to do and I hate it. Do you think I should quit? Mm. And what do you say to them? I said, yes, you should. And and that's that was a really brave thing for me to say because I am I could potentially really affect that young person's future. Mm. But I do feel like it was the right advice because I feel like if you are doing something to please a parent that is not pleasing you over the long term it's it's better to have the short-term battles of I can't believe you dropped out of uni, blah, 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 mm. or you changed your course or whatever. We wanted you to be a uh, insert career here. Mm. I think it's better to have that conversation now than in 40 years' time when they're on their deathbed and you resent them and you say, I wish you'd let me follow my path and follow my dream and make my own mistakes rather than going into the career that you wanted for me that has not made me happy for the past 40 years. Mm. I completely agree with you. 
Um, and apart from anything, a degree is a really expensive thing to do. <laughs> yeah. um, so to go into it and, and knowing that you're not going to get what you want out of it is is equally risky, I think. You know, if from that degree, you're then going to end up in a career, not just a degree that you don't enjoy, but a career that you don't enjoy, then that is much riskier than upsetting your parents right now. Um, for your health, your well-being, for your future families, happiness, for your your partners, your your kids, for everyone that can have such a detrimental effect on your life and your your health and your well-being and that of your families going forward. However, there are lots of people who don't know what they want to do at that age. And sometimes, you know, if, if you have an alternative degree that you want to do or an, alt- an alternative path in mind, then you should pursue that. If you don't and you're kind of floundering, and you'd be risking upsetting your parents just to stay at home and kind of do nothing and um, hang around at home and try and figure out what it is that you want to do. I'd say that a university is a really great place to figure out what it is that you do want to do. And there are so many people there. And it's not to say that doing a degree in a certain subject means that you are stuck in that career path for the rest of your life. I'm not doing what I studied entirely. I'm using parts of it, but not all of it. Um, I have lots and lots of friends who've done degrees in things that are completely completely different to the things that they ended up doing as a career but they've kind of segued or sidestepped or used stepping stones to get to where they were because they didn't know where they were going yet and if it wasn't for doing that completely irrelevant course to their future career they wouldn't have found their future career and the people that they met along the way you don't always know where you're going in life and 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 sometimes and that's okay and that's okay yeah yeah. And, and sometimes a university is a really good place to find where you're going even if your course isn't particularly relevant um if you hate it absolutely and you think you're going to get stuck in, in the wrong career path and you have um another plan or course of action in mind then i would pursue that 100 if you don't don't flounder maybe it's worth kind of sticking around to see where it leads you yeah no i think that's good advice i don't think that's controversial as we go through life there are so many people who want to have an effect on our life be it positive or negative because advice i mean what we're doing right now is is just giving stories based on our own experience and everyone's path is their own and it's up to them to find out what's what's right and what's wrong for them because I mean that's I I suppose that's why we try and get really diverse guests on the show because what worked for guest a might not have worked for guest b and it's Mm. all about like finding that that path you can only find that yourself and you only do that by by going on that journey yeah this one comes from our very own Becky Bayer Um, be confident in your own decision making which which again is like that kind of harkens back to the last point um but being confident in your in your own decisions if you're not confident in your own decisions it's quite often because you're worried about the input from from others mm. and i think it's i mean it's such a difficult thing to be confident in your own decisions it's one of the hardest things one thing i've always said is that there isn't always a right or a wrong decision it's it being confident in your decision is making the decision and then making it the right decision that's such a good point yeah there is no right or wrong you just have to but being confident in your decision means deciding that whatever decision you make you are going to move heaven and earth to make sure that it was the right decision and i you know i i i believe that when it comes to relationships and and all sorts of things well yeah because we've talked about that about us us being together before haven't we and and like and you've said, I don't want to mi- like misquote you, but like, <laughs> but you've said we've decided to make this work. Yeah, I don't think that. Um, for me personally, I don't think love is 
entirely an airy fairy feeling that you're completely not in control of it's out of your control um I think it's something that you decide to do it's an action not a feeling for me and so if I decide to love you I will love you and if I've decided I'm going to love you forever I will do that and even when it's hard and it's not always easy but yeah I, I think it's the same with with career career decisions and also part of it is 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 being willing to admit when it was the wrong decision was it the wrong decision? Because I mean, it was just the decision that you made. Like, there's no, there's no parallel universe when you could, where you can go and see what would have happened if you'd gone the other way. Because yeah. that might have been even worse. Yeah. So it's it's again where we we talk about it a lot, but like embracing your failures because I, we have such a weird culture around quote unquote failure. I really don't. Yeah. I really don't think there is any such thing as failure because it's. It's. Oh, I was just about to do a cheesy quote then of like, it's not a failure, it's a lesson. But but it, it, it really is. It's like every single failure that we've had has made us stronger. Yeah. I had um, a lovely breakfast with a friend of ours the other day, um, remotely via Zoom. Um, and we were talking quite a lot about that, actually, um, the, this idea of, of failure and being allowed to change our mind. Um, and one thing I was saying was, if you did decide to do this and you did decide to move here and then you got there and after six months you decided that that wasn't what you wanted and moved back again, there's no one watching you thinking, ah, you failed. There's no one going to like pull you up and go. Well, I mean, sometimes there is. I just don't think other people are watching you with like waiting for you to fail as much as you think they are. We're more scared of other people's opinions than those other people actually care. The people that we care about, you know, Um, no one's waiting for people to fail and go, oh, well, why are you moving back? Because I want to. I moved here because I wanted to. I'm moving back because I wanted to. And that was the right decision at the time. And I think part of being confident in your decisions is not thinking that everyone is just sitting around expecting you to fail. And when, you know, if, if that decision ends up changing, if you change your mind down the line, that's not a failure. It's just that you're doing what was right for you at that time. Yeah, we spoke to a guest, I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about um, sunk cost fallacy of so many people double down on what they know is a is a bad choice instead of just going back and going, oh, that didn't work, throwing hmm. your hands up. They kind of yeah. double down on it because they've already put X amount of time or money or commitment into something. Yeah, and they don't want to admit that it was a waste of time or a waste of money or they don't want to admit that we're wrong or be seen as a failure, which makes the whole situation more of a failure in the yeah, long run. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so yeah, so it's. I suppose it's about doing what's best for you, understanding what's best for you, and then when we we bring it back around to being confident in your own decision making, it's like that that confidence comes from success. So the more the more decisions that you do decide are the right decisions, the more you will get into those confident decisions. I think so many people, if they're when they're presented with with A and B. They look at these two doors and they think, if I go through door A, and then they imagine all of the things that might happen if they go, because we don't want to fail. We don't want to make these mistakes. But really, like, you, you've just got to pick a door, go through it. If it doesn't work, like, you might be able to go back and go through the other door. If you can't, build a new fucking door. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like you're, you're in control of your life and your life is your decisions. Yeah. And so if you change your decisions, then you'll change your life. So if you're making a load of bad decisions, um, then 
start start doing the opposite. It's yeah. that's one thing that Adam always says is like, what would this look like if I do the complete opposite? Yeah, and I think that for me again, confidence comes back down to. Um, making the decision for yourself and not for others and not worrying about what other people will think. Because if you make your decisions based on what other people think, you're always going to flip-flop from one thing to another. You're never going to be confident in your decision. But if you're making it purely because of what you think is best for you and the people around you, then you will do it confidently. Boom. Right, so the next one comes from edwards.dom underscore. And he says, don't let the success of others distract you from your own success. A lot of what we do is is comparing ourselves and our work to other people. And it's it's how we measure ourselves. You know you're doing well if you look at someone else who is quote unquote doing well and you're at a similar level. I think sometimes when you see other people's success, you think I'm never going to get there. So you don't even bother trying or starting. And especially if you're talking to your younger self and, and you're thinking, oh, you know, this this person's obviously at the start of their journey and being put off by other people being successful. That's really sad. And, I, you know, we, we um, it's something we talk about a lot that we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to other people and that we should be focusing on our own journey and not on um, the journey of others because you're always going to find people who are doing better than you and you're always going to find people who are one step ahead um, and yeah take inspiration from those people but don't let it kind of beat you down it's uh, it's you know you should be happy for those people and they're on their own journey and you're on yours um, and they're paving the way for you so yeah don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20 that's yep. that's obviously um, a big thing um, maybe just try and use those people as role models that, that their their success is is somewhere that you aspire to be it's it's the old uh, the old friend comparison um, and comparison is the thief of joy it will never make you happy um, so unless you can use it to fire yourself up literally lock yourself in a bubble and concentrate on the work that you're making yeah anyone who's uh, who wants to kind of learn more about that and how to stop comparing yourself to others um check out our episode with Lucy Sheridan and her book the comparison cure um because that there's a lot of like useful tips and stuff in there so yeah absolutely um, yeah but it is definitely a big one um the next one we have is from Natasha Rachel Tattoos and she says don't worry so much about the future or try and plan out your future too much Trust yourself and your gut instinct and allow yourself to make mistakes in the process of understanding and knowing yourself. So yeah. there's there's quite a lot there. I think the first point, don't worry so much about the future and try and plan out your future too much. And that's that's something that I guess we've kind of touched on it um, when we spoke about the university stuff. It's like you can plan out your future, but I feel like you've just got to be fluid. So you've got this kind of destination in mind but then if there's a fork in the road and then it comes back to decisions, like just be fluid and maybe see what happens if you do take this alternative that, that crops up. Because if we, by having a very, very clear plan of the future, it it stops you from opportunities, basically. It closes off any other opportunities because you're only going towards this point and you're ignoring any other opportunity that might come up for you and so the the second half is trust yourself and your gut instinct and allow yourself to make mistakes and i think that that is so so important it's so closely tied to what we to what we just spoke about but Mm -hmm. but it's if you've if you've if you've not got it completely planned out then as soon as that other opportunity comes up that's when you trust your gut and you go okay let's see what happens if we go off to the left here Mm -hmm. and you know me i i do have my future mapped out quite 
quite clearly in my head at all times. I have goals and I have plans for one year, three years, five years, 15 years, but that is constantly changing as I change because your priorities are going to change over time. And you're going to have experiences that change what you want to do and what you enjoy. Um, and you're going to discover new things and you're going to fall in love with new things. And that is going to change what your future plans are. So I think having plans is important, but letting yourself change those plans as you change as well is equally important. 100%. You're, you're going to be a completely different person. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you can... If you put yourself in certain situations, it will accelerate you becoming that completely different person. So I am fundamentally different due to doing the podcast. The conversations that I've had with the guests over the past year and a half have changed me as a person. Yeah, me too. And Adam, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. And, And so because we were open to taking that big risk and that big leap of starting a podcast and worrying about people saying that we've got fat heads and annoying voices, <laughs> but we, we put it out there anyway. And it was one of the best decisions I've ever made with my entire life. Yeah. And I think that your future plans have changed because of it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So yeah, be like water. Uh, interesting one here. Um, careful who you trust in business. Um, I, there's not much more context to that, but I mean, we can certainly relate to that. Um, having like in at the early part of our business trusted people who we shouldn't have trusted mm-hmm. um and and ended up in in hot water because of it so um and i suppose that again goes back to gut feeling one person we had on the podcast is carly Ayres, and i think her her company when they they set up did it the perfect way of we always check in with each other and we always see like is this going the direction you want to be going mm. and and then they they eventually folded their company. I think after three or four years, they folded their company because different people involved wanted to go in different directions. And that's fine. Yeah. And I think that comes back to, you know, be careful who you trust in business. When you do make the decision to go into business with somebody or to partner with, with them in some way, are your goals aligned from the offset? And then, like you say, with, with, um, with Carlier's are your goals still aligned? Are they still aligned? Are they still aligned? Yeah, you know, yeah, keep checking in. But yeah. if you if you're not starting from the same place, then yeah, it's going to be tricky. Yeah, and some people will just fuck you over. That yeah. is a that is a fact of life. And I really don't know many business owners who haven't been fucked over at some point. Mm-hmm. So just try not to be the one who's doing the fucking over. And that, I mean, I that's probably like some of the best business advice you could ever get, isn't it? Is be yeah. kind, be nice to other be people. Kind. It's yep. such a good business tactic. It feels nice. It's nice for them. And it it builds lasting relationships of clients that you will work with for and a long time. enjoy working with. Yeah. 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 And so to end then, we have this one from Slings by Illustrates. And it says, do not shy away from creating styles that are not in or cool. You can find inspiration in absolutely everything. The beauty of creation is in the trying. And I think that's probably my favorite one. And Same here. I couldn't have said it better myself. No, absolutely. It's something that's really, really important to me at the moment. And um, something that I think we should always be constantly reminding ourselves. Um, you're not going to push any boundaries by imitating what other people think is cool. Um, and the people who create what cool is are the people who don't care about what other people think 100%. is cool. Yep. You know, th- there would be no innovation if we all just followed trends. There would be no pushing boundaries. There would be no new call. Somebody has got to push it forward. And the only way you're going to bring anything new to the table is if you're doing the things that you love, inspired by the things that you enjoy and creating the work that that 
comes from you, not from what you think you should be. So this one, we just popped in here just because it's a lovely little story, but so you might enjoy it. Whenever you go on holiday, dad will bring a sketchbook for you. He'll stop and paint whenever we pause for lunch. Join him for that hour and draw what he's drawing. Fill the sketchbook and ask for another. You don't have to use watercolors just because dad likes them. Create with whatever you enjoy using most. Keep traveling, keep documenting, sit through your frustrations and embrace feelings of failure. And that one is from Claire Rose underscore creative. If you would like to reach out to us, you can get us on Instagram at Rebels Create. You can email us, connect at creativerebels.co. Yona is on LinkedIn. Yep, search Yona Thomas. Also on Instagram, underscore styled by night, underscore. And so we'll see you on the next episode.